Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, and welcome to a bonus episode of The Parting Shot, your dose of everything pop culture. I'm H. Allen Scott. Why a bonus episode this week? Because the Academy Awards are this Sunday on ABC. Because of that, I had to bring on my buddy, entertainment reporter Cameron Sheets, to break down all the predictions for the major winners, and more importantly, who's going to lose. Of course, if you're looking for full coverage of the big night, head to Newsweek.com and follow me at H. Allen Scott on everything. And if you want to hear more about Oscar history, listen to my really fun chat with Michael Schulman, author of Oscar Wars, a history of Hollywood in gold, sweat, and tears just a couple episodes behind but you can go to the show notes for this episode and i'll have cameron's social links and the book in the show notes okay go on grab a snack because i'll be right back with all my oscar predictions that's not just the sound of that first sip of morning joe it's the sound of someone shopping for a car on carvana from the comfort of home that's a good blend it's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Cameron Sheets, my favorite, my pop culture BFF. How are you? Hi, dear. I am lovely. I'm so good. I'm excited for the Oscars. Are you? That's actually my first question. What overall <laughs> are you most excited for the Oscars? If you had to pick one thing oh you're looking gosh. forward to. Oh, okay. Well, there are certain things that are like excitement verging on sheer terror and nerves. So mm. we'll get into that later. Mm. Genuinely, most excited to see whatever the RRR not to not to performance on stage is going to be. I think it's yes. going to be lit. <laughs> yes. Well, that gets me to one of my Oscar questions. Cause I mean, we're not going to go over every category, but there's key categories. And for best original song, sure. that song from RRR, can you explain RRR? Cause I feel like a lot of people don't even know anything about the movie. Oh, um, in shortest terms, camp masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> it's like, yeah, I guess if, if someone was coming to this cult, didn't know anything about it, it is essentially this fantastical Indian historical epic. Yeah. It's taking these two real life folks that became Indian folk heroes and imagining the story of like, what if they met? What if they like took down yeah. the British rule together? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it kind of like makes them into these like fabled. They basically have superpowers without having superpowers. And yeah. 
there's romance and and homoeroticism i'll say it uh it's, it's everything you could want in a movie i mean it's one of those like so the other nominees for best original song are applause um which you tell from tell it like a woman diane warren her like 488th Mm -hmm. nomination she's never won hold my hand from top gun (laughs) lady gaga uh lift me up of course rihanna black panther and then the song from rrr and then also this is a life from everything ever all at once i think rr is gonna win completely like 1000 percent. but when they do that performance like i don't think anyone can compete with what that performance is going to be like you know what i mean totally and and that's why i think it's gonna win too like let's say you're just watching in a vacuum yeah these like musical numbers and especially how they're used in the movie this is like five minutes of like just pure adrenaline just yeah. like they're dancing they're singing it's, they're stretching their suspenders like you can't deny it i mean i watched the musical number and then i watched the film and i was like i think i've gotten a workout just from watching them do this movie <laughs> they were so energetic on a level that was just like they expensed more energy in one film than i have my entire life it was Mm-hmm. wild to watch such a fun film such a fun film. <laughs> it is yeah it's you're like tired at the end of yeah it. <laughs> yeah sure. no there's the other thing before we get to the other awards red carpet the one of the things that i've been talking a lot about this year is uh, now we'll get to the best actress race but there are two women who are fashion icons i would say who mm. make mm-hmm. statements with their fashion which is you know kate blanchett and michelle Yeoh, and yeah i'm so eager for the red carpet, particularly to see what Michelle Yeoh is going to win. And I wonder if we'll have a repeat of the Screen Actors Guild Awards where she wore the paper shredder dress that then scratched <laughs> against the mic. Do you remember that? That's that literally yeah, as, I she's, sure do. as she's doing it, her acceptance speech, there's like scratches on the mic. And I was just like, ah, oh, she needs an earpiece. Someone tell her. <laughs> Yeah, that was a little tough to watch. I thought <laughs> but, it was endearing. You know, we were just so excited for in that moment. It was, it was yeah. for sure. But you're just like, oh no, this is like a great moment for you. And I don't, <laughs> I don't um, want to take it away by your paper yeah. shredder dress. I think she has a very smart team lesson learned. There will probably, I mean, it's going to be a stunning gown, I guarantee, but there's probably going to be very little frill in the upper region (laughs) to avoid that happening again. Well, (laughs) and you also have, I mean, outside of the women, you have, like male fashion this year. I mean, Paul Mescal, like Mm -hmm. there are so many actors who are nominated who don't just do the traditional like tux moment. You know what I mean? Like I think male fashion is actually going to be kind of off the hook this year. Yeah. It's we've been like, we've been trending that way. I would call it the, um, Mm, queering of of men's yeah, fashion I can see that. at I least can see in the that. mainstream a little bit like obviously you can't help but think of like when we saw the the harness you know back when yeah i mean he was by far the first person to do it but like on the oscars red carpet mm-hmm. timothy doing that you know so yeah yeah i'm excited i mean i would expect to see bill nighy in a harness this year probably oh, no <laughs> i would <laughs> like that i would like can you imagine <laughs> i have to say though now part of me is like screen actors guild award Wear a harness. You know what I mean? Like, go shirtless sure. at the Golden Globes if you want. Why not? I don't care. Yeah, please. But By for me, at the, I mean, the Golden Globes, like, in and of itself, that's an, that's an award show that's named for going topless. But because of the Globes, you get it's a joke. Anyway, um, but <laughs> there, there is... Like something about the Academy Awards. You know what I mean? Like I was recent. I walked by the Kodak Theater the other day because mm-hmm. I had to go pick up something at Mac and they were setting it up and everything. And I was like, this is so grand. This is so big that part of me is like, don't wear a harness. 
wear a cool tux. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, there's something about the sure. institution that like I get old school with it, with the fashion a little bit. <laughs> and I'm like, no, you must respect this award show and wear a tux. But I don't know. I don't know. What wear do you think? Tux. No, I, I mean, I think that that's not, not entirely incorrect. It's like they do this whole award season and, you know, it's easy for some of them to blur together, but some, you know, you do get different. I mean, like the independent spirit awards were the previous weekend. Those are like out on the beach in yeah. Santa Monica. That can be a little more fun and flashy. Wear sandals. I think, right. If you, if you want to keep surprising people all season long, you do kind of have to fit the mood a little bit yes. and then experiment within that. And I think that you're right. Like there's a certain Oscars, like st- it is a sort, sort sort of like classy yeah. old Hollywood glamour style. I still that think you can you experiment can, with and have fun with. But. You can make you can still make it like hip and sexy, but like still also have that yeah. like touch of like this is the Oscars. You know, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Maybe yes. that's just me. But I want to get to the categories because that <laughs> I'm so excited about the categories. Please. OK, I'm going to start with animated feature film because actually, yeah, this category stresses me out. Because there is there is one and I'm I get stressed. I mean, you know me. I'm I'm an anxious person, but I <laughs> I want Marcel Deschel with shoes on to win so badly. I loved that movie outside of everything, everywhere, all at once this year. It is my second favorite film. I I loved talking with Jenny Slate. She's an old friend of mine. We had a great conversation. I loved the movie. I think I'm biased because I love Jenny so much. But who do you think is going to win best animated feature film? I'll say that Marcel has my heart. Marcel has always had my heart since like whatever, 10 plus years ago when those first videos came out. Like, you're not oh a my Puss in Boots but... stand though? You're, you're, you're shading on Puss in Boots? <laughs> no. <laughs> never. I would never shade That Miss title boots. makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, but anyway. <laughs> yeah. No, I, but I mean, I think it is going to be Pinocchio. The Academy is yeah. just never, never really shied away from showing their love of Guillermo del Toro. And how could you not? I mean, he's just the most lovable person with such a deep knowledge and appreciation for film. And you know, that, that movie is just like such a, a mind blowing work of craft on top of being a really effective, effective and effective take Mm -hmm. on, on the story that we all know. And we've seen, you know, even multiple times in this past year on film. Um, So I think that that only helps it, you know, that his is like, heads and shoulders and a wooden nose better than the Disney version that we <laughs> yeah, got. <laughs> yeah. I know that was uncomfortable. Um, but there is, there is something about him that does make all of his films sort of, it's a mm-hmm. nod to the history of film, but it's also a vision of the yeah. future of film. He does that great balance really well where you feel nostalgic, but also like you're seeing something completely new at the same time. It's a strange, strange gift that he has, I think in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's a great take. And that's like, that's what we were basically just saying we want out of the office. Yeah, I know. know? He's tapped into that. But I I also (laughs) I also want to like give some love to Turning Red because I think Turning Red is like a film that has been needed for not just young girls, but just in general for people for years. I mean, it was I thought it was Mm -hmm. I thought the script was so perfect. I thought the story was so great. Like and it was so different from any other Disney film I think I've ever seen. It was it was a. it was kind of up there with Wally with me and sort of being like the tone of it was just, even though it it seemed the story, it's about kids, of course. So like that's familiar, but it's about a girl becoming, you know, an adult in a lot of ways. And like, Mm -hmm. you don't see that in animated films a lot of times, you know, it's no, I agree. Yeah. That movie is really special, especially as someone who 
also has had my boy band fandoms in the past. Yeah. Like yeah. I feel that deeply. Oh, I had I yeah. had when I was a kid, they weren't mine, but they were my older brothers. I had new kids on the block, um, bed sheets. Yeah. Can you imagine sleeping oh on a God. boy band? I mean, you probably can, but it's like it <laughs> it it just it seems like an uncomfortable thing that they would ever make children bed sheets with male adult or even any human being on it <laughs> you know yeah they should have been animated i think maybe yeah. maybe things were uncomfortable for us as children that's true there's a lot of things to unpack there yeah. certainly <laughs> okay let's get to best supporting actor so best supporting actor i feel like is out of all of the acting awards the only one that is 1000 percent guaranteed there's no doubt who's gonna win this person is <laughs> the winner who do you think that is Oh, gosh. Well, it's Kiki Kwan, of course, uh, with the silver bullet that that man has just spent the better part of the last year charming the pants off everyone and has his whole career, I think, you know, it's like this is this is his and it's it's so cool to see. And, you know, it's hard not to talk about him without getting wrapped up in the narrative of everything everywhere all at once. But that basically did come out a year ago as this like weird A24 indie, you know, mind bending thing. And you know, I remember seeing it at the time and just being like, it is so cool to see him again. He's phenomenal yeah. in this. Like he didn't act. I for never 30 at the time years, 30 years. This yeah. is his first film back. It's wild. Yeah, it's crazy. And and he's he's wonderful. And it, it, it almost makes you a little sad thinking of, you know, how many other great performances we probably miss out on because the industry yeah. is a little well, a lot backwards, but um, yeah. this is just such an amazing role for him. He brings so much heart to it, and he brings some damn smolder too. I mean, yeah. those like scenes right there at the movie theater—it's like that is a that is a handsome man right there. He's he's what was so surprising about it is I think going into the awards season, a lot of people thought that uh, Brendan Gleeson would because I mean he got a lot of early talk, mm. a lot of early talk, and I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people were looking at him, but then he came in there and just sort of like dominated every single award show more so than even Michelle, his co-star in the film. Like he has consistently won every single award. And I think you're right. I think it is because there's that charm factor, but there's also the fact that like the person who essentially gave him his career that gave him his start, Steven Spielberg is looking up at him because he's a part of this whole award season as well this year. So like, there's that narrative and it's just, it's just so wonderful to watch. It makes me so happy. Yes. Oh, I love yeah. It. There's, there's no greater joy. I think we're, we're guaranteed a really uplifting moment during the show at the very yeah. least because of his win. That is like going to happen. Well, and that's <laughs> another thing with this award season is that so often their acceptance speeches at other award shows are almost auditions for voters to mm-hmm. then vote for them. You know what I mean? Like it becomes kind of like a, well, if they gave a great acceptance speech, you know, that on Oscar night, it's going to be a really good acceptance speech. And I think that influences voters. Don't you? Oh yeah. I think definitely it's, it's, it's hard not to, I mean, they're, they're getting some of the, like everyone's campaigning all year long, but this is like a high profile moment for them to just really put it all out there and make the case for themselves. And, you know, it's maybe not as like uh, strategic and intentional as, as it might sound, but like, they're really up there, like telling you what their narrative is key being one of those examples where it's like, this is what my journey was. And it's amazing for me to be here. And it's, hard not to want to reward that as much as you want to reward his work in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking of narratives, the other sort of strange narrative for me is best supporting actress, because I felt strongly that Michelle Williams should have 
not should have ca- uh, campaigned for supporting in the Fablemans and not for lead. I, you know, I thought she was guaranteed. I mean, there's no one is going to be Kate Blanchett or Michelle Yeoh. We'll get to that. So why she went for best <laughs> actress still blows me away that this Oscar would have been hers if she just had gone into best supporting mm-hmm. actress, not saying that the person who's going to win doesn't deserve to win, but I feel like Michelle Williams was almost guaranteed that Oscar if it was supporting. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that that is such an interesting wrinkle and things and that happened early enough on that. You almost forget that that's like, yeah, it wasn't always a given that she'd be running an actress. And I want to say that I heard that this was very much like a, a discussion that she had with, Steven and the other filmmakers behind the movie that she wanted to, to be slotted in that way, which, um, you know, I think, I think Steven probably wanted that too. I think he sees this movie as much his, I mean, it is very much his story in a lot of ways, yeah, but this, the this tribute to yeah. his mom and the, yeah. to their relationship. Oh yeah. I should mention the fable. I didn't right? either. I didn't either. <laughs> That's I why I said that, it. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that I, I think I could, see that be something that be something that Stephen was behind as well um so you know i guess he got a yeah it's his story it's his story that's how he felt the and sure, you know but, what yeah, it's i'm kind of glad it happened because there the very first academy awards i ever watched was in 1993 when i was a little child mm. and it was when angela bassett was up for best actress for what's mm. love got to do with it i had not seen that film at that time because i was too young and it's it's basically a horror film but Cause it's traumatic, yeah. but I saw it later and I remember getting like, I was angry at a later date because she didn't win because seeing that performance, mm-hmm. I was like, how could you not award this woman an Oscar for what's love got to do with it? Now, 30 years later, thank you, Michelle Williams for not nominate or not campaigning as best supporting <laughs> actress, because I feel like Angela Bassett has this in the bag. However, Jamie Lee Curtis snuck in there with screen actors guild award, which is a big indicator of who might win the Oscar. So like, I'm not completely like feeling secure that Angela's going to get it. Just calm me down, Cameron. Who's going to win? Uh, I I deeply, deeply need to see Angela up on that stage. Me too. She did the thing, you know. Let's order for it. Yeah. But uh, but I'm really like pit in my stomach about this one. I I think it's just. I think it could be her. It could be Jamie Lee. It could be Carrie Condon. I, I've heard a lot of talk about like, yeah. if you look across the board of the categories, Banshees is a pretty well-liked movie. Banshees of Inisherin and that Carrie Condon yeah. is in. But for whatever reason, it's not looking like it's going to win these other categories. Yeah. So it has shaken out in the sense that it's like, if you want to be certain that you're able to give it some award, it almost looks like Carrie Condon is your best bet just because this category is so ill-defined. I don't like that. And I don't know who's really thinking about it that way, but I don't like that. I don't, don't like, like that. It. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I mean, I Carrie Condon sweet. The movie's fine. I don't She's think, I don't think yeah. a movie, I don't think I don't, I'm sorry. If you can't pronounce the name of the film correctly in like the first go, I'm, I'm, I'm concerned <laughs> about its chances at the Oscars. And I think the Banshees is, is one of those. And also I just don't think her performance compares to the others in terms of like who should win. And I'm part of me is like, if Angela and Jamie Lee cancel each other out and it goes to Carrie, I'm turning, I mean, no offense to Carrie, but I'm turning the TV <laughs> off for at least a minute. I'm turning it off. Like I can't, I can't well, watch it. Yeah. I, I think she's lovely. I think she's been she's good lovely. In, in lots of films and I think she's great in it, but it is going to be, it would be a really strange moment not to get into too many hypotheticals, but like I do fear for the 
backlash if that happens. You know, it's like almost this unfair thing, like what happened to Andrea Reeseboro, where it was like not her fault that she effectively took other folks' slot, yeah. but yeah. she got the brunt of, you know, it's 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 a little nerve wracking. I wish I could reassure you in some way, but no, but can I, I also just say yes, please. Stephanie Sue, I think oh. is brilliant. I mean, just they the best. I it's just it's it's oh, I was when she didn't get nominated for um for the Golden mm. Globe, it actually angered me because to me I'm like you couldn't have Michelle's performance without Stephanie's performance. Like they they were mm. in ta- and the same with same with Key too. They that unit, that family unit had to be nominated because like yeah. it is the anchor of the film. It is so strong. And sometimes I worry about the Academy Awards not doing films justice that deserve awards. You know what I mean? Like they, they don't do it always justice. And I'm so glad this year that the core cast of everything everywhere got nominated because it was essential. I think it was just so essential to the film. That's what made it a best picture nominee was those people. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. That's that's so true. So 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 true. I love. So I think Angela's gonna win. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be mad if Jamie Lee won because that's gonna be a great speech. But I really want Angela to win. I really really want Angela to win. Okay, best actor. I'm there with you. I'm there with you. Best actor. Best actor. Again, another one of those that going into the season, everyone was like, okay, Brendan Fraser and the whale. It's gonna happen. Brendan Fraser and the whale. And then all of a sudden, plot twist. Austin Butler with his like possibly fake deep voice gets up there and starts winning all these awards for Elvis. And everyone's like, is he going to win? Is he going to win the Oscar? Cameron, is he going to win the Oscar? It's definitely a toss up between those two. I think you're asking me right now in this exact moment, I feel like Austin is going to win, but it, Do you really? it probably will. Yeah. Yeah. I, well, here's the thing. This is obviously one of those musical biopic performances that, the Academy loves to award. Unless and you're Angela Bassett and what's this, love got to do with it. Yeah. Well, right. We're, I guess. Yes. <laughs> tragically, we are specifically talking about men in these roles. Yes. You know, it's like yeah. they love that. And, you know, we could unpack that whole, that's yeah. a whole other discussion, but yeah. it's so interesting though, because this is like, I mean, this is the first time anyone's really taken him seriously in a role. Like this is like that ingenue performance that does. It blows out of the water. So often yep. get awarded. Yeah. And, It's kind of interesting. I mean, I think you can make, there's so many arguments you can make for or against him winning. I I will say, you know, to bring it back to what we're talking about with key with having a narrative, like he doesn't have that. I mean, he's been trying to push like, look how hard I committed myself to Elvis, but like he he just kind of came out of nowhere in most people's eyes. So I mean, I think he did a great performance, a great performance. Elvis was a great film. And I thought his performance was great. And like, I was very impressed. Sounding. Yeah. That said, mm. I also do think, yo, you're a pretty white boy who has blonde hair and you're going to have a lot of Oscar nominations come in the next 30 years, probably. <laughs> and your voice is going to change again. And you'll have I mean, hell, he's doing like Tom Hanks's new war, like pick for Apple TV plus this next year. He's going to win a mm. lot more awards. Brendan Fraser might win another award in his future. But like, let's be real. The chances of that happening probably slim to none. And the fact that like. And I know people don't like the whole like the whole this person deserves to win sort of narrative of like it's a career thing. But there is something about a story like Brendan Fraser or a story like he who they have these narratives in Hollywood that say so much about Hollywood. And for them to then triumphantly come and become winners at the Oscars. I mean, that's a movie in and of itself. 
Yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, no one is voting in a vacuum, you know, it's not like this is a jury where we're coming and we can't have any, you know, everyone's bringing their own experiences, their own memories, their own nostalgia to voting. And it says a lot. It's done. It's done a lot for other people in the past too. And so I, I mean, that's definitely the biggest case for, for Brendan. So. Yeah. Yeah. I know there is, I mean, while I, I will say the performance he gives in the film, I think is fantastic and he matches up with where Austin is in terms of performance. The topic you know, as a fat person, I was a little like, okay, now let's calm down sure, a little yeah. bit. But yeah. like, still, I do think Brendan should get it. I really do. Okay. We had this conversation last year and I feel like I say this every single year that we talk about the best actress race, but this is my favorite Uh, category and it is always the one that causes me the most stress. So (laughs) best actress, I think we know the two people who are going to win, but who do you think will win right now? I think it's going to be Michelle. Um, I need a bell or something. Yeah. (laughs) Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I feel where if we're talking about voting with our heart and our memory, you know what I mean? Like, that's what this whole season has been about. Um, yeah, this is a race. This is a race. This is, this race is like what we because, live for. <laughs> I mean, Michelle's won a lot of the awards, but so has Kate. And Kate has oh, yeah. a lot of love. And it was a great but weird and long film. And it was, but it was, her, her performance was very good. I will say I enjoyed watching Everything Everywhere more than I did Tar, but I thought Tar, mm. I thought her performance was incredible equally as much as Michelle's. And if Kate wins, this will be her third Oscar. That doesn't happen a lot with the Oscars. It's only happened to like Meryl Streep, Ingrid Bergman, Jack Nicholson, Catherine Hepburn. And like, I think that's it. Like there aren't that many who have actors who have won three acting Academy Awards. And Catherine Hepburn was the one who he's the only person who's won four. So it Hmm. would be unheard of. And also at Kate's age. I mean, nobody has no one's won three Oscars at her age. She's still relatively young. And so. It's 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 wild to think that she could possibly win her third Oscar, which frankly does excite me a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. If Michelle wasn't nominated, (laughs) if Michelle like if this was any other year, I would be like, yeah, Kate, go Mm -hmm. get that third Oscar. Yes, do it. But this year I'm like, totally. If you steal that Oscar from Michelle, Kate, I will just I will not go see whatever Judy Dench film you do next year. I won't do it. (laughs) yeah it's there's a sick twisted part of my brain that wants to know what kate's speech is if she you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i i'm rooting for michelle i adore kate i think this is like the best performance in in years and years in tar like truly i think it's astounding but i want it to be michelle's i think michelle deserves it but yeah there's a part of me that's like what does kate say because i think she's been lovely and so gracious all season long but there are some of these speeches and the way she kind of talks about things where she's kind of like what a silly horse race this is you know yeah. what i mean like yeah what, what it doesn't really matter and it. it's almost like she's kind of yeah totally totally and you know i, I think you could say that that's maybe adding points against her in a way and maybe she doesn't care you know i think if she goes up there do we have a moment like <laughs> do we have a moment like oh god Adele beating Beyonce where she goes oh. up there and just being like, this should have been yours. Like, what do you, oh what am I doing up God. here? You know? Like, <laughs> Oh my God. I mean, just the fact, and I don't want Michelle to win for this because I don't think that's, that should be a reason, but just the fact that we could potentially have like one of the most diverse slots of winners in history. The fact that like, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. three out of the winners are all people of color, potentially if they, if those, if who we think wins wins. And it mm-hmm. is, 
kind of wild. It's kind of wild and lovely and, and a really great place to be in. I think for the Academy, it shows that the Academy's growth. I did an episode with um, mm-hmm. Michael, Michael who wrote the Oscars book. Oh, recently. Shulman. Yes. And it is such a fantastic book. I hope you've read it. Um, yeah. Everyone should read it. Go back and listen to that episode. But the, we were talking on that episode about the work that, that the Academy has put in to really changing the voting practices, but also changing the infrastructure of the Academy so that it does reflect the people who are making films now and the people who should be making films in the future, who should be getting more chances yeah. in the future. And I, I think that this year could be a reflection of that in a lot of ways, you know? Mm-hmm. I hope mm-hmm. so, at least. I hope so. Uh, it, would be, it would be a watershed moment. It would be so long overdue. Mm-hmm. I'm really curious if you've seen the conversation, just re- the most recent conversation that they've announced some of our, our Oscar presenters. I've We're doing a little some. bit of mental math here. Oh, no. Okay. So uh, on the list of Oscar presenters is Halle Berry. Mm-hmm. Now, if you think about the tradition is that the previous year's winners will present to the winner of the opposite gender, you know, to put it in the reductive terms that we've been using. But so in theory, this should be Will Smith's year to present Best Actress. But he's banned. not be there because of, I don't, but I miss. Yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So people are like, oh my God, are they setting up Halle Berry to give out Best Actress this year? Are they setting us up for, you know, clearly they want to have this major moment, but are we going to be let down? Are we going to have what we had in for the, the, the Oscars where we say best actor to the very last and Chadwick yeah. Boseman doesn't win? And oh, doesn't that made me so year. angry. That year made me so, I love yeah. Francis McDormand, but the fact that Viola Davis and Chadwick Boseman did not win for, for Ma Rainey, I, I'm still bitter. I'm waiting for the moment that I can tell Viola Davis how bitter I am that that Oscar <laughs> was stolen from her. And I'll tell her that too. I wonder if she'd say, yeah, I know. I agree. Well, she won't say it on record, but I'll, t- I'll guarantee you I might yeah. get a private conversation about it. I, oh my God. Yes, yeah, you're so right. Course. But I do love with the presenters. They, there are some genius scheduling when it comes to presenters. I think one of the best moments ever was when Barbara Streisand, who, you know, she's famously directed films and has never been nominated for best director. And she really, you know, Yentl was a big one that everyone thought she might be nominated for best director mm. and wasn't. And Princess Tides also, and then when the first woman won Best Director, they scheduled Bar- or they put Barbara Streisand to present the Best Director Oscar, which I thought was like the perfect combination of like presenter and winner. And that it's moments like that when you go into a season and you know who the winner is, right? You know who's going to win mm-hmm. Best Picture or Best Actress. And you pair someone iconic and legendary that would be such a great moment to see that person hand the Oscar off to that other person. Oh, it gives me the just, just, just the good feelings you know oh i know but it's like but because we're putting it out there because we're speaking of it we're speaking it into existence i don't want to speak the alternative into existence but it's just gonna hurt even more if it doesn't happen i know oh my god i mean it's a really it's just been an amazing time there's you know people will throw their feelings out about either movie you know everything ever all at once Mm -hmm. car but like the race, you know, that we've had this, yeah. this, we, we've seen these two together throughout the season. They're just so loving and yeah. they've had these amazing conversations and they're taking these photos together. It's like, it has been one of the most <laughs> exciting things. We love this. We love this. I, I am this dying. <laughs> I'm dying for their love of, on the red carpet this year to inspire someone to write Carol two and have them be lesbian lovers oh. in Carol two. How great would that be? <laughs> 
I mean, I'll pitch it now. Where yes. some, get me on the phone with Universal or something. Okay, we have two other categories we have to get to. The two big categories. Best Director. Now, I have a controversial opinion about Best Director that I think is going to happen. Oh. But I'll let you tell me who you think is going to win first. And maybe we agree. I don't know. Who do you think is going to win Best Director? I think I think the Daniels have it in the bag at this point. Okay, I, so I we disagree. That, yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Bring it on. <sighs> okay, you're right. <laughs> I do think I would not be surprised if the Daniels win for everything everywhere all at once this year because they won the Director's Guild Award, which is the big indicator that I think they've only been wrong like 10 times or something in the history of the Oscars. So like, yeah, there's a good chance they're going to win. However, something tells me it's just a gut feeling. The Fablemans, I don't think is going to win in any other category. It's not going to win Best Script. It's not going to win. It might win a technical. Maybe. I don't even think so. It's just not going to win. And I don't think that Steven Spielberg, the father of Hollywood now, the the one of the one of the, like the, the Academy's like prestige winners of history, makes his most personal film that he's ever made, that they've been parading him out there. He famously does not campaign for Oscars and he has campaigned for yeah. this Oscar. He gives interviews. Yeah. He's out there trying to win Oscars for this movie. And the fact that the only clear Oscar it could potentially win is best director. And they want to see Steven Spielberg get that award and they want him to be in the three time winner, best director category for a lot of like with the other John Ford and all the other great ones. So mm-hmm. I can see Steven Spielberg winning. I really can. Yeah. I mean, it could be, it's like, it's, it's hard to say. It's, it's really interesting to me because in my mind, trend alert, like Coda won last year. Um, yeah best picture won a lot of awards became this like somewhat like last minute dark horse winner for for a number of categories. And I think part of that was because there was this like season long campaign of seeing the -hmm. director, seeing Sean with, with her cast and seeing them all together as a unit. And there's so much power to that. And I think that that is a lot of what's behind um, everything ever well at once. Like people love seeing them together. That's why it's become such a favorite to win so many categories. And I noticed what a couple of weeks ago during the voting period, the Fableman said that big cover shoot where they're all mm-hmm. together and you have them as like, it's not just the family you see on screen, but Steven Spielberg's a part of this family too. Yeah. And I wondered how intentional that was to like build this narrative around like, this is a family unit too. And you got to vote for Steven because look at, they're all so happy I'm together. Telling you, <laughs> I'm telling you. And in Michael's book, there's this great thing about his Oscar for saving private Ryan, then how saving private Ryan lost best picture Ooh. with the whole Harvey Weinstein drama and all of that. So I have a feeling there's a lot of like love that needs to be going to Steven Spielberg. And and this might be one of the last, not last chances, but this might be one of the last chances to really give him for a film that means so much to him because they've only awarded him for yeah. films that are like very personal to him. So who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll text each other on Sunday night about that. Okay, best picture. <laughs> we sure will. <laughs> best picture to me is the most boring category this year because I don't think there's literally, I mean, it's only boring if the one that we really want to win wins because then it's just like, okay, yeah, we knew this going in. However, there's a plot twist. There's a plot twist in this category that could make it a very exciting race. Who do you think is going to win Best Picture? And then I'll reveal my plot twist. I mean, I do think it's going to be everything everywhere all at once. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to hear about your plot twist. And I, I, know, I know you know these stats as well, but just like, you know, people roll out the fact that it won the DJ, it won the, the Producers Guild, it won the mm-hmm. Writers Guild, and it, it won the SAG Ensemble. And there's been... You know, only uh, I have I have it written down. So I'm this is yeah. not I'm not that brilliant. It's not just here in my head. But there have been four other films that have done that since yeah. SAG has been giving out the top prize like this, and they've all won Best Picture at the yeah. Oscars. Um, so I don't think everything everywhere else would be following. Oh, go ahead. 
yeah it oh it's just it's following precedent you know it's yeah. just following history with argo some dog millionaire yeah. american beauty no country for old men it's it's part of that history so totally. it just the, the stats are behind it totally but let I, me hear what you got i think i i would i will put all of the money that i have and it's not that much on everything everywhere winning i would be shocked if it doesn't win however Let's just say, mm-hmm. you know, 2020 was a weird year for us. That's when everything everywhere was made. A lot of weird things happen in the world since then. You know what I mean? I mean, it's just the world's weird right now. So weird things can happen. We're used to that now. <laughs> yes. And I feel like that if everything everywhere doesn't win, there's really only two other candidates for best picture that have mm-hmm. momentum behind them, winning momentum behind them that could potentially sneak in there. The boring one, no offense to anyone who loves it, but all quiet on the Western front. The boring one. <laughs> okay, yeah. That, that's the boring one because it won the BAFTA. So I'm giving that a little thing. You know, I'm just like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah, it, maybe, maybe, whatever, but it's not going to win. It could be the top earning film of the night. You know, yeah. it's. It, <laughs> no, it's not. It won't be. But, but the other one, and this is the one that, like, kind of like the person who, like, when I'm shady, you know what I mean? Like, this is the shady me. What if Top Gun wins? Wow. Because, okay, now hear me out. Wow. So Top Gun literally saved Hollywood last year. Literally saved Hollywood. Mm -hmm. It -hmm. will win technical awards. And I don't, I think there's a lot of love for everything everywhere all at once. However, we've seen at the Oscars, they've they've screwed us over before in terms of like, you know, we think one thing's going to happen and something else happens. So like, if the votes are spread out between All Quiet, Everything Everywhere, The Fablemans and, and Banshees, and Elvis even maybe, but no, no, those four would be the ones. Then like, would Top Gun get, because Top Gun's going to get some votes, guaranteed, hands down. It's going to get some votes. So like, could Top Gun sneak in there? I don't want to see that because, okay, fine, Top Gun's whatever. But like, <laughs> but I would be so like blown away if that happens. But it was the biggest film of last year. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really interesting. I mean, I think one thing, maybe in its favor is the fact that um, I forget what they call it, but like voting for best picture is done in that tiered method yes. where like you yeah. basically, if you're, if you're ranked number one, you get more, more points essentially. Yeah. So it's like, you know, if most people have top gun in their top five for whatever reason, you know, because it was this big feel good blockbuster, then, yeah. then yeah, you, there is kind of a path to winning. I would say, and what we've kind of talked about before, just like how much the Academy has grown and how international yeah. it's gotten Top Gun is such an American movie. And yeah. I think it's not that it didn't play well overseas, but I just don't know that there is that like wider passion. Oh, for I it feel you. It, you know, that we would want. I don't want it to happen. Trust me. I, <laughs> I think you're just mentally, I'm trying to like play devil's you're advocate. Trolling a little. I'm, 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 I'm helping out <laughs> yeah. the, the three straight men listening who love Top Gun. Um, but I, thanks guys for but, listening. Yeah. Thanks. Um, I'm related <laughs> to all of them. Uh, but I will say, I think everything everywhere is, is sort of like Slumdog millionaire in that it's that weird film that starts early in the season. You don't, it doesn't seem like an Oscar movie. Mm-hmm. You don't think it's going to be an Oscar movie. It doesn't feel like an Oscar movie. It, none of it screams Oscar. It has Jamie Lee Curtis in it for fuck's sake. And, <laughs> and then it becomes the heart of the movie going experience. I mean, the, 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 I can't even tell you, I have not had a moment in a motion picture, seeing a movie in theaters in years where people have been so invested in a literal way. I'm hearing it around me invested in a movie. And then 
when things happen, when, and when things happen in the movie that intentionally throw you off, like that middle part or where you kind of think it's over, but it's not one of those things, you know, and people were mm-hmm. so invested in, and then they applauded at the end. And they, I was in a theater that I was in like a regular, a regular screening. The movie had been out for a month because I was just like, I'll get to it when I get to it. I didn't think anything of it. <laughs> and people were invested and it was a slow burn word of mouth film that just became the heart of the year in a lot of ways. And mm-hmm. it's the same with Slumdog in a way. Slumdog is a film that shouldn't win best picture. It's not a normal Oscar winning movie. And then it becomes the heart of the season and then wins the top prize. And I think that's going to happen with everything everywhere. I really hope so because I loved that movie so much. Yeah, for sure. And not for nothing. It, it did have a successful box office run for the budget that yes. had. And, and you know, it's yeah. like it, it did well. It wasn't, it wasn't Top Gun Maverick numbers, yeah. but People turned out for it. So. Yeah, which I think also it's helps good, Michelle Yeoh's chances more because, I mean, her film did gross $100 million or whatever, and Tar has grossed like 18. So, like, <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. There's a big yeah. difference between who's seeing oh, what. Tar, yeah. I love it. I mean, I love Tar <laughs> yeah, too, true. but in a sort of an irreverent way. Okay. This has yeah. been so much fun, Cameron. I, I love talking to you every single year. I mean, yeah. I love talking to you all the time because we talk often, but. I I think this is going to be really fun. Where can people find you on Sunday night on social media to follow all of your reactions to the Academy Awards? Of course, I'm on social media at Cameron Sheets. That's my name. C-A-M-E-R-O-N-S-C-H-E-E-T-Z. I always feel like I need to spell it just, yeah. just in case. You never but, know. You never you know. know. So, so catch me there. Yeah. I will be eagerly waiting for because he's also on the presenter list. I'll be eagerly waiting for John Travolta to get out there and see if oh. he, you know, fumbles his another, name. another name. Yeah. <laughs> God <laughs> forbid. Don't give him a hard name. Just, he can only say Michelle Williams. That is the only name he is allowed to say <laughs> on Sunday night. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I'm going to put your name in, in the show notes so everyone knows where to find you. And yeah, this has been fun. Oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. What a blast. I cannot wait. Who do you think will win? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. And thanks for listening to Newsweek's Parting Shot. I hope you're able to leave a little rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast. And for the latest news and podcasts, head to Newsweek.com and follow Newsweek on all the social platforms. And while you're there, go to Newsweek and subscribe to Newsweek's For the Culture newsletter. It's this newsletter I send out every week, twice a week. It's lots of fun. You'll love it. And next week, this is an exciting one. I'll be chatting with the one, the only Paris Hilton. It was a wild 24 hours. Until then, watch something fun and have a great day. After being a staple in American media for over 90 years, Newsweek now brings you an exceptional lineup of podcasts. The debate. They'll recognize how these policies aren't working. They'll feel the pain and they'll change their behavior. The Josh Hammer Show. Restore the principles and the political paradigms of the American founding. The Crystal Knight Show. Just because officers are black doesn't mean that the policing system still isn't inherently racist. Fast women. Chevy's actually doing really well and Honda's really not. Wow. Which is like the opposite of most people's perception of them. It is. The Parting Shot. Every year when the new nominations are announced, I get this excited, nostalgic feeling and it brings out that little kid in me who just loved movies. The Royal Report. Harry and Meghan's head of comms has announced they now move forward to their kind of future outside the royal family. Newsweek Podcasts. New episodes drop weekly. Download or listen now at Newsweek.com or wherever you get your podcasts. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Download speeds up to one gigabit per second. Cox internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply.